Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, the increase in walking and cycling and the reduction in car use since lockdown has been welcomed as a silver lining in the dark cloud of COVID-19. The air has been cleaner. In fact, an asthmatic friend of mine said that she could actually feel the difference in the air. She described it as like being on holiday. People who had been too worried about the danger from traffic to set out on their bikes have plucked up the courage to get out on two wheels and families out cycling together has become a common sight around St Albans. Well, it'd be nice to think that we can retain the active travel habit and keep the clean air that is benefiting us all as we come out of lockdown. But we need the space to do do this whilst keeping our distance from fellow travellers. Well, to enable people to walk or cycle round while socially distancing, councils have been given powers to create car-free areas. And if you've been into town over the last couple of days, you'll have noticed some changes. High Street and Marketplace are shut to traffic, and in case you can't quite envisage where they are, they're the roads that surround the clock tower. George Street will be shut from Thursday, and in other parts of the town, parking bays are shut on Hatfield Road. I spoke to County Councillor and Leader of St Albans District Council, Chris White, to find out about who had made these changes, why they'd been made and whether more were planned. Chris, thank you very much indeed for joining me um, online there. So lots of cities around Europe have made changes to accommodate cyclists and to allow walkers to socially distance. How easy, easy is it to make changes to the ways in which road works in St Albans. Is this just something that the City and District Council can do or do you have to involve Hearts County Council as well? It, it, it is very much a County Council decision. Um, the, the works that they have introduced this week um, were notified to the District Council. Um, there was no consultation even with local County Councillors, which is really unusual. But in terms of accountability... Uh, the county council stuck its neck out and says, look, we think this is urgent. We want to get in some temporary works. And this is the key to how they've done this, temporary works, and therefore not with the normal sort of uh, one or two or three years consultation processes that often happen here. Okay, so are you largely in agreement, um, sorry, the city and district council largely in agreement with what Hearts County Council have proposed? I mean, it's a bit of a mix, really. I think for the the, uh, city centre, absolutely no issues with closure of marketplace. It's something I've been asking for for some time. I think the issues for George Street, again, are really acute. And certainly I've been talking to uh, shop owners there. I've been talking to the bid and... Everyone's in agreement that we have to change the way George Street trades because at the moment uh, what we have is a situation in which there is massive conflict between uh, pedestrians um, and between heavy lorries when you've got people queuing outside shops, which is going to be part of the new normal for that uh, dreadful expression that we've all started using, uh, then that is a recipe for disaster, and basically, therefore, George Street won't thrive. High Street, well, that, that was a bit of a surprise, I have to say, because it is a major arterial route. Um, there are still people alive. I remember when it was actually uh, part of the A5. Um, so it's, it's a major arterial route. 
and it's a bold step, I have to say, by the county council, and it'll be interesting to see how it works over the next few days. The the uh, the situation in Hatfield Road uh, is a little bit more baffling. I'm not quite sure what precisely is being achieved there. And in Hatfield Road, rather than closing the road, instead you sus- that the parking bays have been suspended there. Yes, and that's right. I mean, some some people, when I sent out my email, uh, and a lot of this is, you know, the, the county council has rather relied upon local councillors to notify residents rather than themselves. But uh, a lot of people read that as Hatfield Road being shut. Now, that would have been, you know, uh, bold by any standard. And, you know, how am I going to get to Morrison's? Nothing like that. But every parking bay... Um, I think with almost no exception, in Hatfield Road between the Crown Pub uh, and the Rats Castle, I mean, that's how I navigate my way around, it will be closed off um, and is in the process of being closed off as we speak. The idea is that that will enhance social distancing. Okay, well, I'm sure that people would argue that there's more space for cyclists to separate themselves from pedestrians. And as there's increased number of both of those, it should allow it to be a little easier for, for both of those classes of road users. So but perhaps there's an argument there. So you said that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you said that the measures, so you've got the, the road closures in town, roughly around the clock tower and, and George Street, um, and then as you say, the parking bay suspensions on, on Hatfield Road. These are temporary measures. How long would they last for? Well, it, it it is utterly unclear. Part of the point is to catch the, the the moment at which the so-called non-essential shops, a term I don't really like, when they get reopened because they're going to need all the help they can get. People are nervous still uh, about going outside. So the, the idea is that if we make shopping centres, and, and Fleetville is a shopping centre just as much as the, the city centre, um, if people feel that they're not going to have social distancing problems, they're more likely to go to the shops. Now, how long that may last... I have no idea. And of course, in some of these uh, closures, they may be such a roaring success that the county turns around and says, OK, we'll, we'll consult. And that's when the consultation does come in on, on making them permanent. Marketplace may be one of those. I don't know. It, 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 it's in some ways up to them. Right. OK. And um, will these measures be kept under review, um, as, as you say? I mean, we have had um, changes to road layouts in the past that have been instant disasters. Um, so will these measures be kept under review just in case that's the case? County Hall continues to be an utter terror of St Albans because of the one-way system, which some of us still remember as, as the uh, most astonishing disaster in, in, uh, in road network terms, uh, probably since the Second World War. Uh, <laughs> to listeners who aren't familiar with this, it, it was the introduction of a one-way system in the middle of town, which led to traffic jams, which were stretched out to the M1. So as failures go, it was quite spectacular. Um, so they are very nervous about it, and, and um, uh, they have asked, sort of in lieu of consultation, that they get feedback, and and I am feeding back comments I am getting uh, through the district council at their request, uh, and I would encourage people who have issues to to uh, talk to their councillors. I mean, we're not we're not responsible for. Uh, these things happening, but we are responsible for making sure County gets a message as to whether these things are working or not. Okay. And have you had a lot of feedback? I mean, obviously, these measures are extremely new, but have you had much feedback? Uh, Yes, I've had uh, a a, a thick wadge of people. I mean, quite a lot of uh, alarm um, in relation particularly to Hatfield Road. Quite a lot of people saying, yeah, that's an interesting thing, but you also need to. 
so um, uh, it, it, it's it's a mixed picture. But to be fair, that feedback was largely before the measures were introduced. A lot of it was um, Monday evening, and some of these measures uh, were, were not really in place until until noon on Tuesday. Uh, and on that basis, I'm noting it. I am feeding it back, but. Um, I think it's important that I do get more feedback, particularly how it affects people both positively and negatively. I mean, it's a bit easy to say, gosh, this is crackers, isn't it? Yeah, possibly, you know, it may look like that because it's so radical and so new. But in what way is it making your life more difficult, making it more difficult to shop? Or indeed, in what way is it making your life easier and uh, and 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 uh, easier for you to get to shops. Uh, we need to hear the full spectrum. We need to have a debate about it. And as I say, this is in lieu of the normal consultation you get in advance of these things. It's sort of uh, uh, changing things as they go along. If it's a complete disaster, then then county will pull it. I'm reasonably confident. So, so there's, there's two areas in which measures have been taken there. How about the rest of St Albans? Um, for instance, there's a petition from a local sixth former for a, um, a temporary cycle path on, on Sandpit Lane. Any chance of that going ahead? Well, it's, it's interesting, I mean, because I think what the missing link here is, is cycling. Uh, it, there's some good pedestrian stuff here. Um, whether it works or not remains to be seen, um, as, as I sort of hinted. But I don't think we're yet are doing enough to create some new cycleways. Now, it's never that easy with the roadscape that you get in Snormans to do that. Um, but it, um, the petition I, you referred to for Sandpit Lane, I mean, it strikes me that the Sandpit Lane, there's an awful lot of space there. It's a very wide road, not always, but a lot of it is very wide indeed. And it's that sort of thinking that we need. This could become a cycleway. And the other one I'm interested in is Victoria Street. Uh, the thing about Victoria Street is that the County Council's been looking at that for years and years and years. Um, it, 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 is a, it is a very, very significant route indeed from the station to the centre of town. And yet the scrummage of people who get straight outside the uh, the, the Hornry Bourne uh, uh, waiting for the traffic to change is, is horrendous at, um, at rush hour time. And there is nothing at all to encourage people to cycle to and from the station using that particular route, even though it's the most obvious route that they should be using. So I think we, we do need to, to, to for, for a second wave, and, and a second wave is being talked about, um, we need to look at places like St. Pitt Lane, so, uh, like uh, Victoria Street, and indeed others. And, and again, you know, come up with suggestions, we'll feed them through, at the degree to which, you know, they, they listen to, to, to local... Uh, suggestions at the moment it remains to be seen it's not a huge amount i must say okay uh, another suggestion chris is the a 20 mile an hour limit in the urban zone is, is that something that you might be pressing hearts county yeah, council well, for I'm, I'm pressing it anyway uh, and i think uh, I, I feel that we need to to grab the opportunity what we know about coronavirus is that this awful thing does have a bit of an upside in terms of, for instance, lower emissions. And we don't want to lose that. But this could well be the opportunity to slow everyone down. And I am worried about vehicle speeds. Um, there are some... some I, mean, I, I live just off London Road, and, and some of the speeding along London Road at the moment is really quite distressing. Uh, we've got to give the message out that um, you know, there's an e- even less reason to drive uh, fast in a an environment which has actually got much less traffic than it normally does. And hopefully, again, that will actually... People 
will get used to the concept of 20 mile per hour zones. Again, as I said, I think to you and, and maybe to others, if you're driving a hybrid, then 20 miles per hour is exactly the speed you need to be driving at to make sure your um, your engine doesn't cut in. That's a good tip for people with hybrid cars. And and how about for people at the moment who are saying, I'm so enjoying being able to cycle with my children. You've got a, a message for them, for people who haven't cycled for a while and all of a sudden are plucking up the courage to do so. Stick at it. And there's a lot still happening in terms of environmental benefits. There's, uh, I know, um, Daisy Cooper MP and, and I've, I've just written saying, can St Albans be a pilot for electric scooters? We've become a pilot with the County Council for electric buses. This is, this is a, a single direction we want to be going in. So you, if you started cycling, brilliant. Stick at it. Think about how you're going to stick at it when it's dark and wet, uh, which is that's one of the great... Uh, disadvantages but it, it it's a great thing to do it's it's good family recreation and you know i've had people complain to me and i think that is the right word that they've seen loads of families on bikes going down the Auburn way during the lockdown and i have to say that on balance i think that's a good thing more of that but uh you know the Auburn way is is is, is one particular route traffic free we need to have other routes which are traffic free london road for instance it, it is still amazing to me that how few people use the cycleway on London Road, how few cyclists use the cycleway on London Road, prefer to cycle on the road. It's, it's there, use it. Let's hope that more of us choose to, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing about new provisions to help those people who decide to carry on cycling into the future. Chris, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thank you. I was talking there to County Councillor and Leader of St Albans District Council, Chris White. So what do you think about the road changes? Are they an unnecessary inconvenience or do they not go far enough? Which changes would keep you cycling and walking or allow your local business to function more safely? Well, as Councillor White said, your feedback is welcome. Um, It's your county councillor you'll need to contact and the easiest way to email them is via write to them. That's a website. All you need to do is to type in your postcode and you'll then be able to email your councillor from there. Um, And I know that they will welcome your positive as well as your negative comments. So do take the time to drop them a quick line whichever camp you fall into. Now there's a couple of events coming up next week both actually the remnants of Cancel's sustainability festival events which would now have been running and both these events have been moved online. So on Monday the 1st of June um, at 8 o'clock St Albans Friends of the Earth um, and Earthworks are partnering to run a virtual pub quiz um, with questions from the Wilderhood Watch, the Vare Valley Society, Plastic Free Harpenden and Trees of, uh, sorry, Trees of St Albans. Um, it should be an evening with lots of quizzical fun and all the proceeds will go to Earthworks. Um, You can sign up now via the Earthworks Facebook page or the St Albans Friends of the Earth website that's stalbansfoe.org. Tickets are free um, but you can add a donation which would be very welcome. Then on Tuesday, that's uh, Tuesday the 2nd of June, the St Albans Environment Action Group are having a meeting. Uh, It will be online via Zoom starting at 8 o'clock. It's entitled Ideas for the New Environment. How can we 
preserve the environmental upsides of lockdown. What are local councils doing to boost the environment as we emerge from the COVID crisis? And what do you think that they should be doing? Um, Perhaps if you don't fancy emailing your county councillor about what we've just been talking about, it might be an opportunity to actually feed in your ideas there. Um, So they say, join us online to hear what St Albans and Hertfordshire councils are planning and bring your ideas to feed in. We'll celebrate some of the brilliant projects that are going on and focus on what our community and councils should do next. Take a look at uh, stobbinsenvironmentaction.org for more details. Um, Now, if you took part in No Mow May, if like me, you um, relegated your lawnmower to the shed for the month, or or even if you didn't take part in No Mow May, then Plant Life UK would like you to do a simple survey of flowers on your lawn. Um, A flowery lawn can be a great resource for pollinators at a time when wildflower meadows are scarce. Um, And whilst it won't give you that bowling green look, well, flowery lawn with white daisies, pink clover, blue speedwell and purple self-heal is in itself a thing of beauty. If you search for every flower counts online and then measure out a random square metre of lawn and use Plant Life's easy lawn flower identification guide to make a note of what's flowering. It's really easy to do, I've done it myself, and a great bit of citizen science to do with the kids. It's always good to hear from you. Do get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment or the Environment Matters Facebook page, or you can always drop me an email at amanda at radioverulam.com if you've got a comment about the show or ideas that you'd like us to cover. I will be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.